Daft, what on earth are we doing with... I mean, this is amazing. What on earth are we doing with such a big cracker? Well, Josh, I'm glad you asked, because some of the, some of the uh, adventurers noticed my enormous cracker here. And I think that a cracker is a great way, actually, to explain that Bible reading, to explain the true meaning of Christmas. What? Awful-looking crowns, bad jokes... And then yet another tape measure and another magnifying look, look, glass. Okay, Josh, I can see you're not, you're not a cracker fan. But I, I quite like... Do we like crackers? Do we like crackers? Yeah, we like crackers, yeah. And I quite like crackers. And it is actually the joke and the crown and the free gift that uh, help us to understand what Christmas is all about. So I, we probably should uh, get on, shouldn't we? Why don't we have a go at pulling this one and finding out? Well, yeah, but before we do that, we probably need to get a bomb disposal unit in... Because otherwise this will blow up the whole church. Well, um, I, I'll let you know a little secret. little secret, Josh. No bang. Okay, good. No bang. No, just a sort of ripping sound. Ah, oh, just like the other crackers. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so what, what we need is I need a couple of, of children to come and help me pull. I, an angel. We need an angel to pull. And uh, um, Seth, come on, you come and help me pull. Okay, so we want one, one down the end with Josh. Well, hey, now... For the full acoustic effect, we do require a bit of congregational audience participation. So one, two, three, and I want a big bang. Okay, can you all do that on, th- on three? Traditional on three. Wait, hold it. Hold it. Are we ready? One, two, three. Bang! Brilliant. Okay. Thank you. You guys can return to your seats. Fully, fully pulled. Let me see what I've got down here. Oh, Yes. Always a cracker. The Christmas jokes. Okay, here we go. Yeah, can I read you a Christmas joke? Yeah, yeah go okay. On then, yeah. yeah. Um, what's the most popular wine at Christmas? Mold? I don't know, Daph. What's the most popular wine at Christmas? I don't like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, what did Adam say the day before Christmas? I, I don't know. What did Adam say the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's more if you want. There's loads more. On, they one came more. From. Go on. Okay, so we have one more. Okay, let's see. Ah. Mm. What happens if you eat too many Christmas decorations? I don't know. What happens if you eat too many Christmas decorations? You get tinselitis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Now, those jokes were fairly funny. But what does this... Why is this such a joke, this manger? Well, a manger... We, we tend to think it's a sort of a, a cot thing. But actually, a manger is where they put the animals' food, that the sheep and the cows' food. And just think, who in our Bible reading was lying in the manger? The baby Jesus. Yeah, the baby Jesus. And the Bible reading, if we have Luke 2, 11 up, told us who that baby was. The angels announced, today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And the Lord is the name of God in the Bible. And so the one lying in the manger is God himself. So the God who made the whole world and is our king is the same baby lying in the manger. That's amazing. And it's not a funny joke. 
but neither are the jokes and the crackers, to be honest. It's actually more like some of these facts. I've got some Christmas Have facts you here, Josh. Facts? I've got Christmas oh, okay. facts. Okay, let me read some of those facts out. <laughs> there are, apparently in Iceland, there are 13 Santas in Iceland, each leaving a gift for children. They come down from the mountain one by one, starting on December the 12th, and has, and has names like Spoon Licker, Door Sniffer, and Meat Hook. I was quite looking forward to having that, that 13 Santas more like a joke than a fact. Door Sniffer turned oh, up. Oh, okay, what's that, fact? That's a good fact. Yeah, this is actually a really good fact, because I'm a tree surgeon, I know about heights. The world's biggest snowman. Apparently, the world's biggest snowman was in, not, recorded in 1999 by someone in America who built one 113 foot. That's, I reckon the, I reckon the King Center is what, 35 foot? Something like that. Foot? So that's three to, over three times three the size. Three times the, the King size. Center, nearly. But none that of those are as ridiculous. amazing as the fact that the God who made us came and was born and lain in a manger. The, the God who loves us so much that he actually was born in a very poor and humble way. In fact, the Bible time and time again tells us that God so wants us to know him that he doesn't hang out in heaven and, and demand we try and work out what he's like. No, in love, he comes and he dwells amongst us. He reveals who he is to us. Um, so what else you got in your cracker, Dad? Okay, let's have a, can we have, can we have a child up to come, come have another kid up? Okay, come on, let's in here. Let's go. What have we got down this end? Okay, let's just put the manger over here. Okay, can you see what's in there? Okay, can you give that to Josh for me? Oh, the crown. Yeah, now I think I understand the crown. You can go and uh, see. Oh, careful. Ooh. Watch yourself. Ooh. There you go. Here we go. <laughs> it's all good. There it's we go. Good. Okay, the crown. I think I understand the crown because in our reading... The angel said that Jesus was the Christ, which yeah. means God's special king, right? That's right, the Christ, God's special king. So Jesus didn't stay a baby, did he? We can read on in Luke's account of his life. And we'll see that he does the very things that demonstrate that he is God's king. Like healing the sick by speaking to them and touching them. Or... He spoke to a storm, a raging storm. He said, quiet, be still, and it was. And I, I know you've been to Ireland recently, Josh. I guess, I guess you flew, but imagine you, you went on the ferry and it was really a bit rough and you were feeling a bit sick. Yeah. You could try it yourself. You could go to the back and stand there and go to the sea, quiet, be still. But, but I suggest you, you didn't do it when anyone was there because you might look a bit silly. But when Jesus did it, they went completely still instantly. Didn't he, didn't he even raise a dead girl by saying, get up? And she got up. And all those things show us that Jesus is God's king. And because he's God's king, that means that he should be our king as well. I don't know about you, Daph, but sometimes I want to be in charge and I don't want Jesus to be my king. I want to do what I want rather than what he wants. Well, the Bible actually says, Josh, that's true of everyone. That, that we, none of us want. Jesus in charge. It has a special word for that. The word is sin. It's the way that we say, shove off to Jesus. I'm in charge of my own life. No to your rules. And, and, and we're all like that. In fact, everyone's like that. We, we only really think about Jesus when it's convenient to us a lot of the time. We don't actually want him to be king of the whole of our lives. So Jesus is God's king and we don't want him to be our king. So that, that can't make God happy at all. 
Well, let me explain to you like this, Josh. Imagine that today this was a party. Guys, imagine it was a party, your party, and you'd spent a lot of time organising it. You'd, you'd written out special invitations, and you'd got presents for everyone, and you got some lovely food and, and some special drink, and in comes the first guest. There's a knock at the door, and uh, it's John, and you know John, and you say, Hi, John, welcome to my party. And John doesn't talk to you. He just walks straight past you, goes to the jelly and ice cream and starts eating it. Well, you think, I didn't know John that well, you know, just spoke to him a couple of times in the playground. There's another lock at the door. Oh, it's, it's Tracy and Jane. Hi, great to see you guys. Glad you can come to my party. I've been slaving all day. And they don't talk to you either. And they go over and pour themselves a squash and they start drinking. And people keep arriving at your party, and you keep saying, hi, it's my party, and they don't pay you any attention at all. I mean, they're talking to each other. They're having a lovely time. They're having a great party, but they act as though you're not there. And you go around saying, hello, and, and they cold shoulder you, and they, they talk amongst themselves. I mean, how would you feel by the end of the party? Yeah, pretty angry. You'd feel pretty, you'd feel yeah. pretty cross, wouldn't you? You'd feel pretty angry. And you have every right to be. That's a terrible way to treat someone. But the Bible says that's exactly the way we treat God. He puts us in a beautiful world. He gives us everything that we have, and we ignore him. Oh, we like taking the things he's given us, but, but we don't pay him any attention. He sends down people in the Bible called prophets, whose job is to go, hello, I am God, and we ignore them as well. And finally, he sends his one and only son, Jesus, and we ignore him. And the Bible says, yeah, God's very upset about that. In fact, God is rightly angry with us. He says, because we treat him like that, we can't be his friends. You see, Jesus being king should be fantastic news for all of us. But because we reject Jesus as king, it's not actually good news. Now, the great thing is, because of his great love for us, God has done something to sort out that problem. The problem that we ignore and reject him and make him angry. And we're going to find out about that after we sing our next carol. We're going to sing a, a classic, a favorite, Away in a Manger. And in the last verse, we sing that Jesus fits us for heaven. In other words, Jesus is the one who makes us so we can go to be with God in heaven. And once we've sung the carol, we'll see how that happens. Let's stand to sing Away in a Manger. Please just sit down. Right. So we've got the, we've got the crib. The crown. The amazing fact. The crown. The bad joke. Jesus is king. Yep. Now I need two helpers because we're going to look at who the gift is. I need two big helpers. So yeah, you can come. What's your name? Macy, you come up. And yeah, you can come up. The purple, the purple guy. You've already been up. What's your name? Who? And June. Right. Okay. That's good. Right. Let's go and see what's inside here. Let's see where the gift is. Can you, can you come over here? Can you see if you can reach out what's in there? What's in there? Oh, Daph, I think we've reached an all-time low. Why have we got a cross as a gift? Well, Josh, the cross is actually the heart of why the baby Jesus is such a fantastic gift to us. And, and let me explain why. You see, I'm going to have to borrow you. We might need to take off your, your headdress, yeah? And we might need to take off your beautiful halo, okay? And what we'll do here is we're going to put, we're going to put this onto you. John you see, Daff. we can pop this here and put your hands in, hands in there. See, what we've seen is the Bible says, come and stand down here for me. 
that we're all like this. This is what's on the inside of you and me. You know, we all dress up in our Sunday best. But actually on the inside of us is sin. We all do things that are wrong. And uh, that's what we're all like. We're greedy. We, we want more stuff for ourselves. And, and we get angry and, and we tell lies. And we're selfish. Okay, you stand there for me. Now the amazing thing is if you take the time to read on about Jesus' life. As, as he grew up into a man, he, he led a perfect life. Here you go. This is for you to put on for me. Jesus never did anything wrong. You see, he didn't just do amazing miracles. Those are extraordinary things. But Jesus was always loving. He was always compassionate. In fact, his best friend, Jesus' best friend said, I I never heard him tell a lie. I never saw him do anything wrong. Now, your best friend probably likes you a lot. But I guess if they hung around you for a little while, they may find out that you do do wrong things and you do tell lies. And that's certainly the case for me, but Jesus never did. And what Luke goes on to explain is that at the cross, a fantastic swap occurs. That that the Lord Jesus, who lived the perfect life, takes onto himself our sin, all the wrong things that we'd done. So Jesus, that's going to take your perfect life off. Can you take that off for me? And can you take this off? There we go. So at the cross, Jesus takes upon himself all of our sin. That's why he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He experiences what it is to have his loving heavenly father angry with him and to be punished. And he gives us this amazing gift. You put your hands in here. We get treated by God as though we had a perfect life. God calls, we can call God our heavenly father. He treats us as though we'd never sinned every moment of every day. Not because we're good people now, but because we're clothed in Jesus' perfect life. And so God welcomes us into his family. He forgives us. He he makes us his children. That's why the cross is such a a fantastic gift, Josh. Guys, you can keep those on for me and you can go and sit down. That'll be great. Careful down those steps. So, so Daph, what do we need to do to get Jesus' perfect life? Well, in one way, nothing. It's, it's, it's a free gift. That's why we give gifts at Christmas. It's because we want to show that God has given something free to us. It's like Christmas for you, Josh. I mean, it's not, say, for instance, when you were younger, your parents said to you, look, Josh, you're going to have to be very, 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 very good this year if you want any Christmas presents at all. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't probably give me much if I... If they did say that. No, no, they wouldn't. In fact, probably nothing. Probably, yeah, probably nothing, nothing, yeah, no. yeah. It's, nor is it on Christmas Day, they didn't go, oh, look, son, here's, here's, your, uh, here's your present. Here you go, look. That'll be £15, please. <laughs> no, they just give it to me. They, I'd open it and be done with that. That's what happens with yeah. presents, isn't it? You, you have to accept it. You have to open it. And it's really important, therefore, we understand that this gift of a relationship with God through Jesus through Jesus' life and death and then his, his resurrection is something that we need to accept for ourselves. 
Otherwise, it's just a, a gift out there. I mean, can you imagine, children, can you imagine if you'd, you'd saved up all your pocket money throughout the year and you decided to give me a present or, or give someone you know, in your family a present and it was a, you'd chosen it really carefully and you'd, you'd put it under the tree and it had cost you all your money and it was really, really, you're really excited. You know when you've got the present for someone and you're really excited, you're sure this is the gift, you've nailed it. For the first time in your life, your wife might actually like what you've bought her at Christmas. Yeah, and it's under the tree. Can you, imagine, can you imagine how you'd feel if they came down on Christmas morning and you went, see the big present under the tree and the red paper, and they went, yeah, yeah, thanks. No. And, and, they, and, they got, and then, then after Christmas lunch, you went, hey, hey, look, the big present under the tree, starry red paper, it's got your name on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. And at the end of the day, you went, look, there's only one present left under the tree, and I got it for you. Oh, yeah, fine. Not really interested. I mean, that would be a really sad thing, wouldn't it? To leave it there. And God has given us his most precious gift, his one and only son born in humility for us. The one who has the right to rule over our lives. And he's given him to the extent that he goes to a cross to die for you. So that you free of any cost to yourself because the cost has all been borne by the Lord Jesus. You can be brought into God's family and enjoy a relationship with him now and forever as his perfect child. And the question has to be, what are you going to do with the gift? Are you going to leave it under the tree this Christmas? Or are you going to accept it for yourself? And Joshua, accept that gift just like any friendship by starting to talk to God. We admit to God that we've ignored Jesus. We haven't treated him as our king. We thank God for the way that Jesus died for us on the cross. And we say, now I want to live with Jesus as my king. And the promise of the Bible is when we do that, God welcomes us into his family. And he forgives us now and forever. That's definitely a gift worth having. So my... My question for all of us this Christmas time is, where is God's gift for you today? Have you accepted that gift for yourself? Have you come to the Lord Jesus and accepted God's forgiveness for you, one through his only son? Now here at Chesapeake Evangelical Church, we love to share that great news about the Lord Jesus. What we're going to be doing it again this evening at the traditional carol service. If you feel underpowered in terms of carol singing, we've got one more to go. But tonight, there'll be more of the classics on show and there'll be more about this extraordinary love of God in Jesus. Come back. Come back next week on Christmas Eve to the crib service or, or on Christmas morning. Uh, it might be today you, you'd like to think about things more at the home uh, as you chew things over for yourself. And uh, we've got some booklets you could take. If you're an adult and uh, like me, reading's a challenge, you could read Christmas in three words, a little red booklet. Why not take that home, adults, and see about this extraordinary gift that God has given us in the person of his son. Uh, children, uh, there's a booklet there for you that explains why Jesus is the best present ever. We'd, we'd love you, children, if you want to read a booklet about Jesus and why he's such a great present, to take that home. And there are, there are a couple of other things that you might like to, to grab. Perhaps you're here, and uh, as a grown-up, you, you've decided, oh, no, I'm not too sure about Christianity, I, I think I'll just leave it. But have you made an informed decision? For instance, have you ever read an account of Jesus' life? 
I find so many people have voted on the person of Jesus without ever really exploring who he is and what he came to do. It'd be a bit like buying a second-hand car in the dark in the pub car park of a bloke you'd never met before, which is what a friend of mine did. Turned out to be two cars for the price of one. Loads of people make a decision about Jesus with less information than that. Why not read one of the accounts of Jesus' life? At least so you know you're sure what you're rejecting. And then there's another simple book about Christmas. We'd love you to take some of that literature. It might be you'd like to talk to someone today. Well, I'll be hanging around in the entrance after the service. Uh, There'll be other members of our team here. Why not talk to them or a Christian friend about why it is they think Jesus is the best gift in the world this Christmas time? You see, the crib shows us an amazing fact that the God who made The whole universe so wants you to know him. He came and was clothed in the person of his son in flesh. And the crown shows us that Jesus is the king of all, a beautiful, wonderful, loving king. And the cross, the free gift, shows us he's a king who died for us. That's why in our last carol, after Dan's going to come and pray in a second, we're going to sing joy to the world. But, But before we do, we're going to enjoy that relationship we have with God our Father as Dan Reisinger comes to lead us in prayer and after that we're going to sing joy to the world because there is no greater gift at Christmas time and let me pray and then Dan will come up and continue in prayer our Father in heaven we thank you for the gift of Jesus we thank you so much for the way that you have lavished your love on us in him we thank you that because he was born in humility in a stable we can know the one who is the image of the invisible God, and know what you're really like. We thank you because he grew up to live a perfect life, demonstrating that he was your king. And because he went to a cross as a free gift to us, we can be welcomed into your family at the cost of your one dear son. Please help us to treasure that gift this Christmas. For Jesus' sake, amen. Okay, let's... um Continue in prayer now. Lord God, we know that we do not always give our best at Christmas, that we uh, often care more about what we receive than what we give. But thank you, Lord, that you gave us your very best. You gave us your son. Would you help us to be generous this Christmas? Would you help us to love others well? But most importantly, would you help us to think upon the greatest gift this Christmas? Would you help us to think about the way that you have loved us by giving us your son? And Father, we lift up to you those for whom Christmas is a hard time of year. We lift up Uh, to you, those for whom Christmas is actually a sad and lonely time of year. And Father, we ask that you might be with them, that you might bring them comfort, that you might strengthen them and help them to see and understand that you are a God who is not distant, but who is near, who cares, who sees their pain, who hears their cries. 
a God who knows exactly what they are going through, and a God who has stepped into his creation, a God who is truly with us. Would you help us to understand that and uh, them to understand that, and would they draw strength from that, that you are a God who not only makes himself known, but comes down and truly is the God who is with us. Father, uh, we pray for our Christmas offering. We pray for um, hope for children uh, in Latvia and Christian solidarity worldwide. As they seek to support uh, persecuted believers worldwide, we pray that we might be a generous people. You have given us so much. Father, would we be a generous people and give to others? And we pray more than that, that you would use and guide these ministries Uh, for the good of those that they support, and ultimately for your glory. And Lord, finally, I just want to thank you for um, bringing uh, Matthew Palmer to us. Father, thank you for the strong vote in favor of appointing him. Lord, we ask that you would be with him this Christmas time, and we pray that you'd be preparing him this year, that he might be used well for your glory here in Chesington. So, Lord, please be with us now. In Jesus' name, amen.